Well, it's us again. Hey guys. Woo! Checking in. Just saying hi. Swinging on through. What you guys doing? Hanging out with your headphones? I would hope so. Or is this on an Alexa? Since Ooh. we are in 2018. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! This oh my is goodness. First our and first episode of 2018. Ooh, very exciting. Is it lucky number three? Very, just very lucky. Just Keep checking off all the good boxes. Just home runs, left, right, center, pow. Oh, y'all are welcome. You are welcome indeed. Um, I just first want to say, um, give a little shout out to um, our first iTunes review. Oh, God, we love you. Lala1515 wrote something so sweet to us. And it's our first one, which makes it even more wonderful. Very special. So shout out Lala1515. You're our absolute favorite. Uh And um, yeah, thank you. So just step it up, other guys. I don't know what to tell you. Lala's killing it. Um, so this week it'll be Chelsea's turn to speak. C'est moi. C'est toi. Oh, I did not think I'd do that. <laughs> well, you're not necessarily <laughs> But I did it. I did it in real time. That's, that's what's great about podcasting. It's really, real time. Real time. Real time, real talk. Um, so I would just like to preface before you start. Good Lord. That, um, Chelsea is, is, is very attached to fired what's up. going on. I would say fired up is a really good she word. She is literally on fire with the uh, lady of the evening. I won't say anything more, but I will just say she's fired up. I'm going to try and not <laughs> let too much of my emotions come through. Why not? Um, they, they're going to. They're going <laughs> like, to. Like, that's just... I just want everyone to know that I'm trying, Um, and I'm, it's not, I'm not even fired up. Oh, here we go. Oh my God, I'm so angry at the judicial system. So angry. I mean, a lot of us are in the past few years. Well, that's very fair. Um, Do we need to catch up on anything? Should we just jump right in? I wanted to mention Lala1515, which we did. did. Oh, Um, and, because we had mentioned Handmaid's Tale in one of the previous episodes, we just... Uh, so Pammy finally finished the book. Finally finished it. If you have not read it, oh my please God. read it. It's very good and very, very current with what we're going through in like the political uh, like, rap show holy that we're dealing shit. with. But, but even like on just a different level, mm-hmm. even if I read it like five years ago, mm-hmm. I still would have think thought it would have oh, been like yeah. the best book. It, I mean, one of well, the... I mean, five years ago. The, so the good. The part that got me was the comment about the war in the Middle East, and that's literally could just be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so much I a part of that. our history. You could pick this book up and... Anywhere. In any decade, and it'll probably resonate in some it's level. Beautiful. Um. So, yes, thank you for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. We started watching the series on Hulu, and holy Big shit. fans here. Um, Big fans. Sorry if y'all disagree. Uh, beautiful. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. It's so vibrant. Because <laughs> I think the How word How dare you. The oranges. <laughs> I'm, okay, so there's this one shot where they're all in the grocery store and it's the red... Okay, don't laugh at no, me. No, I kind of agree with you. These there's colors the red, are so saturated. The red capes with the and the these beautiful ripened oranges, the and they're all reaching glowing. at the same time. And I had a moment where I was like, "This is the most vibrant, colorful shot I've ever seen." The oranges looked real. They were coming out at me. These like, oranges, I'd like one. The raspberries taste like raspberries. <laughs> 
schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Raspberries? I think it's also raspberries in there, too. There's, like, a plethora of fruit they go through. I thought it was the schnozberries the taste well, there are like schnozberries. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I was quick to judge. I apologize. Sure. I thought you were just finishing the quote, but then I was like, your eyes are very <laughs> snarky right now. Sorry, my snark eyes. Instead of, like, smizing, it's, like, snizing. <laughs> the negative of smize. But with snizing at you, um, I and I will say that I, um, we clearly were also a big fan of the Hunger Games uh, hmm. collection, and I clearly this wasn't a movie. However, I'm I would just like to preface by saying, well, not prefacing because I'm You're saying, saying it, it anyway. Okay, whatever. Wow. We like to try and use really big, like you know, preface. fancy words without mm. really knowing what or we're doing. Or preface, preface, if you will. Um, preface. I thought I really liked the first Hunger Games movie. Mm-hmm. Because I, as far as movies to books go, that ratio, I thought they did a really good job. Because I'm very sensitive with my book to something else yes. on the system. I feel like at that time, you had read the books far before I had. I did, that's right. You're and right. And I You're read right. all three books back to back twice. It's like a 24-hour period. Yeah, and then finished it for the second time. And I think the next day I went to see the movie and like hated it. Right, right. But then I saw the same movie months later and I was like, oh, this is Yeah, so I really like, but I, but but Handmaid's Tale for sure is like next level. Like it's so good. makes me wish they would do a series of Hunger Games. Oh, that'd be interesting. Because of, I think they could give it more like I don't know, more time, more relationship sure, sure. backing. But I do like how this show is kind of uh, like jumping throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Like we're oh, not going to say anything, mi- but like it's good. So but yeah, it's like, it is yeah. good to say if you watch the show, you will have no idea of at least the timeline of the book. And oh, there's yeah. enough added things that don't, yeah. I mean, they don't matter, but they're, they're doing a really good job of like picking fake fillers. I love um, it. You really won't get a sense of the book by just watching the show. I would definitely say, even like I know, never like not everybody's like a reader, but audiobook that shit. Like, get so the good. actual product. Like, it's worth it. Oh, it's free on Kindle, by the way. I think I mentioned I plugged that in last time. Really I'm just plugged. all about the. Yo, you free hear on us, Kindle? Kindle. <laughs> Yo, Amazon, give us some free shit. <laughs> Kindle's the best. Wag us up, motherfucker. I gave mine away actually. Oh, okay. Point. Well, I anyway, I had disclosed okay. that. Oh. Okay, no, so give not. me, me free shit, yeah, not you, not you. Um, oh, yeah, that's the, per- I'm that's so it. glad you mentioned that. I would have totally forgot. Oh, and yeah. um, So we shot the shit and uh, let's. We shot the shit? We shot the shit. Shot the shit. <laughs> we shot the shit, guys. <laughs> I thought that's what, <laughs> that's it. That's it. We'll see you next we week, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah, this that's was our it. first, just seven that's minutes it. today. We're and that we're was it. Wow, uh, that was, just that was great. So I will, oh, and another thing, we, we're not drunk. drinking I'm wine not drunk. tonight. Oh, uh, no. Wine is not being drunk. Oh, that's right. We Cammy, have to make, go ahead. Wow. No, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. audio with your phone. Don't even worry about it. Want to put that on, it. do not disturb while Excuse we record? Excuse me. It might have been la la 1515. Oh, just <laughs> basically being like, shut up and get on with She's it. She's now texted us. It's in real, t- real time, real talk. <laughs> it's our next podcast. Oh, my uh, God. Tonight we are, uh. Pammy's having a delicious hot toddy. It's made so good. Chelsea makes the best granddad ones. Kentucky whiskey. I'm actually having the same whiskey, but I don't want to deal with the hot drinks on like a 
35 degree day, which First is kind of like a heat wave from what we've been Well, having. negative 8 to 35. I mean, I'm in shorts. Um, um, and capris, actually. Uh, well, I'm just kinda. having that with a delicious, like, apple cider. Anyway, that's our drink update. That's it, so I, I guess think. we're freaking newscasters now, and we have to go through. Update. Well, that's good. No, we have, like... This is good. I really like where we're going I'm with this. I'm slightly more relaxed now to talk about. She came in like a friggin' like a I'm cyclone. Angry. I'm upset. I want to. Lo- if any lawyers are listening, I will. I want. I want your opinion at the end. If this lovely lady was wildly used and misrepresented, because I am gonna hold off on my opinion, even though I'm sure you can tell what it was, <laughs> because I don't want to ruin. Anyway, we're gonna launch on in. To what I believe she has been wrongly proclaimed America's first woman serial killer. She's really the first? That's what they say? She's the first declared serial killer. Now, there's a documentary I watched today where she has like five names because of how often she was kind of moved around and married and all that. So I'm just going to stick with her, her, her original name at birth. Ms. Eileen Hornos. Whoa. Um, to trigger anyone, if this name sounds familiar, but you can't place her, Charlize Theron did a tour de force performance depicting tour her... Tour de force. ...in the movie Monster. Uh, I am beyond just <laughs> blown out of my mind at how accurate Charlize Theron portrayed her. Watching that movie, I thought there were moments when there's no way a human's going to act like this. She must be exaggerating. No. So I heard a quick tidbit. Of course, this is through the grapevine of Hollywood, and I'm very close to that situation. Oh, my God, super tight. So, super tight, you, you know. Get the movie, you get the movies before all of us do. That's right, I do. Yeah, you get the That's screenings. right, I do. That's You're right, I do. Um, however, through the grapevine of Hollywood, a.k.a. just, you know, word of mouth, and even if it's, like, real or not, um... Apparently, she uh, Charlie Theron wanted this role so terribly, yes. oh. and the director um, was like, "There's no way you're so you're fucking gorgeous." I mean, it's yeah. there's just I mean, which that's from yes, the she angels, is. I do believe <laughs> carved from yeah. their tears, oh she landed on Earth and fucking she's the fucking gorgeous. Anyway. Um, so clearly you have you you have two fans over here. Um, <laughs> hear us, Charlie. <laughs> we love you. Um, so uh, she approached the director. He was like, "No way. There's no how because look at you, you Amazonian goddess, you." And apparently they, she kept you know hounding him. Please, 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 at least let me audition. And I think months or however long went by, mm-hmm. and he agreed to at least have lunch with her. And she shows up. Apparently, she didn't shower for weeks. Little, like, not even just not showering, but like just n- like, like nothing. No deodorant. Nothing. Ugh. Just nothing. Oh, you could smell her through the door. And she sat down, and he was like, "Okay, you win. You get, you win." And I was like, and "Fucking yes!" Like, I mean, yes. She's a go-getter. Which, I've that is one. so amazing too just like mm. how typed you are in Hollywood and she's like Mm-mm, she's like oh, I'll no show you face. I'll show you <laughs> good lord oh I love that story but uh, yes. so if you haven't seen monster or if you have uh I would honestly give it another try but then um watch the documentaries on Eileen Warnos. it's mind-blowing it's amazing 
Um, I've actually never, I haven't, I've seen the documentaries and then I think I saw the movie like in theaters, so I never did the whole like comparison. I haven't. I remember the movie a little bit, but not too much. But the documentaries are like, holy shit. But yes, it could I'm just so be, ready. I mean, because I, I haven't seen Monster in a while either. Like, since it, I mean, it's an older movie for sure. Um, I don't know. Eileen sat down in that chair, and I, I literally for a moment was like, wait, What's Charlie's am doing I, here? <laughs> did I accidentally click on the movie? I'm oh, so confused. Uh, okay, so I also struggled with wanting to know where to start with Eileen because I'm so angry about. She came in. She didn't know what she. How do I start? Case. What do I want to do? Oh my god! Um, there was a moment where I like maybe wanted to like change it up and do more of like a story thing. Because there the, there's these moments in the documentary where she's being escorted through the door into this area where they get to interview her in the prison, and she's surrounded by guards, and she's slinking in with her handcuffs and chained to her feet. But she looks at the, the filmmaker, uh, Nick Broomfield, and she just, like, she lights up, and she has this amazing smile and just, like, 100% moment of, like, I would never think she, A, had the life she had, and B, did what she did. Mm. If she just, if she, if she approached me like that, and I would be like, oh, we're friends. She was, <laughs> she lit, she weird, just, and she's no beauty, but she lit up the room. She just had this inner light to her that makes it all the more horrible for me to just really launch in day one. We're going from oh, birth. Oh, we're going day one. Oh, yes, I love it. I have oh. no other way. Hour um, one, do it. She's born Eileen Carol Pittman Warnos. That's it. From here on out, I'm just calling her Eileen Warnos. <laughs> or just Eileen um, works too. I do call her Eileen a lot. Uh, she was born in Troy, Michigan on February 29th of 1956. Um, her parents are Diane Warnos and Leo Dale Pittman. Um, they actually married when Diane was 14 Excuse in me? 1954. 14. And I actually I actually believe that her father was only 16 at the time as well. Oh. If I, I could have, but I don't have his birth date As down, long as he's so not like 27. Freaking could be lying <laughs> on like, that one. I hope it wasn't like 14 oh, and he's yes. 27. And or he's 35. 42. Like, no, no, no. That, 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 then I'm not that uh, terribly discouraged. They had about. her older brother, Keith, in 1955, March 14th. And then Eileen was, as I said, born on February 29th, 1956. Two months before Eileen was born, her mother filed for divorce. Okay. Um, during this time, uh, her father was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, shit. Um, That's her, no joke. Zero joke. Uh, just to get through what her parent, like who her parents were, uh, when Eileen was four years old in 1960, her mother Diane abandoned both her and her brother and gave them to their maternal grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos, which that's where she gets her Warnos name. Okay. Uh, and they adopted Eileen and her brother Keith March 18th of 1960. So by 1960, mother just completely passes them off to her grandparents. Unheard of. Um, her father is then convicted of sex crimes against uh, children. Oh. So her father's a pedophile. And schizo. He's schizophrenic. And s pedophile. And pedophile. Really just... The, so he's schizophrenic. Terrible. Poor. Right, so he's very sick. He's very just, he's sick. sick. He's sick, yeah. Uh, so he's 
convicted of all that, sent to prison, and in 1969, January 30th, he hangs himself. So be- in, pri- in, in prison? In prison. Oh, Jesus. So this is just a highlight. No stable mm. living environment. No. No stable family. Completely cast away before she can even really process, like, freaking a mother's love to begin with. So then we're at age 11, and Eileen is already exchanging sexual favors for things like food oh. and cigarettes and oh. drugs. What? And she's 11 years old. 11? 11 years old. Like what? Like BJ's or something? Uh... That's was, right, I'm 12, stated, I call them BJ's. <laughs> no, it was stated at nine years old. Nine? She started with the blowjobs <gasps> in exchange, and then it escalated from there to by 11, she so was like full just on giving all, like, penetration or like, mo- like oh orifices. Oh my um, God, nine years. I don't think I even knew what a blowjob was when I was nine years old. Once, and oh. we're talking like men. I'm not necessarily saying oh. she was just catering to like her classmates, which she also was. Okay. But there are grown men yeah, involved okay. with this. Oh, I'm not okay with any She of states that uh, her grandfather repeatedly assaulted her physically and sexually as a child. No. Um, he would make her take off her clothes before beating her with a belt. <gasps> um, Why one... do you have to be naked to do that? I don't want to be naked. I don't want to be naked when yeah, that happens. Yeah, granddad. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just beat me with the belt? Like, just put me over your Ass knee. in, maybe? Yeah, I don't Can know. I, I don't need to expose Damn. to the... F- or just, you know, put my undies hair. down, but it then... But I don't want to be, like, full-on naked. Also, maybe just don't beat or just period, <laughs> just period. Maybe, don't beat children. Maybe we're period. condoning and no, no, <laughs> we're no, not no. finding issues. No, but you know when like spank, you know when you spank, oh, you know yeah. I always think of like you know you put I them will over say your knee. The and... worst spanking I ever got is an argument when I was naked, try, like getting in the bath, and I oh. was spanked naked. Oh, and it was very mother, father, you're amazing. I love you. I have amazing parents. It's just <laughs> she does. I was a They're hellion child, a hellion, truly a hellion, if you will. I, could have so easily ended up like Eileen. That was a joke. That That's wasn't not even funny. fair. Yes, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so yes, uh, she when in one of her trials way later down the road, one of her um, friends that grew up with her testified that her and Eileen had skipped school one day, and when they got back to Eileen's house. At the end of the day, of course, her grandparent as her guardian had already been called that oh, she wasn't no. in, in school. She They got as far as the porch when the grandfather opened the door, ushered Eileen in, and immediately she just dropped her pants, walked straight, and bent over a chair. And the friend said she was locked, rigid, mesmerized by the brutality of the beating Eileen got. From her her grandfather's own belt that he so took off her pants. So Eileen, what, in her own accord, she knew knew she, what was that right. exactly going to happen. The door and and she, she dropped her knew. pants and bent over because she, she knew yeah, what was going to. This friend said she was, and then her friend bent over. Wow! And then chair. her friend was frozen, basically frozen. by what the fuck. And was she going said on. at a certain point, the grandfather turned and watched the friend watching him. No! 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 Oh, no! Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's next level so shit. Recap. I don't like that. We got okay. a father who's We're sick, schizophrenic, and a pedophile. Ends, and a pedophile ends up in jail and hangs himself. We mm. have an absentee mother who dumps her Mm-mm. with her grandparents, and I'm sorry, the grandfather had reportedly abused the mother as well, and the mother knew this. What the? F- yes. Thank you. I have issues with the mother. 
down the road in an interview I actually forgot to take notes on, but I'm mentioning it because <laughs> I cursed at the I'm TV. I'm remembering it. Out loud. Okay, I will make a mental note it. to remind you to speak about Eileen's mother. Do not Check. like Diane. She's a bitch. Oh, there it is. But not fair. I'm sure she had abuse from her grandfather, but you don't put your child in no. the person's house that assaulted you. That is what you don't so do. So below the belt. Nope, you don't do that. Anyway. Um, a lot of other classmates came forward uh, during the trials, and it has been uh, said that many of the neighborhood boys and classmates lost their virginity dialing. Well, um, it was public knowledge. Okay. However, um, definitely not surprised by that information right so she her only worth at this point is her body um this is how she's getting food drugs attention cigarettes any sort of love feeling right uh so she's getting all this sex thrust upon her by her neighborhood boys and yet every single one of them shunned her in public um (sighs) at one point she had a routine boy that would return to her and yet she, and she grew an attachment to him uh i genuinely didn't record his name in the interview because he made me angry there it um is. he admits in trial that she developed an attachment to him and after he had basically just used her she would follow him and he would pelt her with completely like shitty things to say to a person that you just slept with that like, and they were friends. Like they would, he would sleep with her. They would talk a little bit, and then he would leave. And if he was at all seen with her in public, he threw rocks at her. <gasps> he would yell. He would call her a bitch, call her a whore. He would just tell her to go away and back off if she ever approached him in public. And they just boned. And they just, I mean, they just boned. And but wow, it's a she knew everybody. It's wow, like everybody that she was servicing and was coming to her just. just used her and left. Uh, Among these men was actually her own brother. Oh, Keith. So Keith would... Keith! Keith probably was one of the firsts with her grandfather to bring her in this world of just being used for sex. So her entire life, it's all about her worth of what's between her legs and what's going on with her mouth and how many holes can we fill and I'm disgusted by everybody that she's around. I don't like anybody. Um, so either. basically there was a fort that they she had built in the woods because a lot of times she would not spend, I remember this. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she built like a little like a hut for herself and in the interview that I or in the documentary that I watched there was actually again I did not catch his name. Um, a crossdresser that would also hide out with her. That's right. Uh, just I because remember of that. the times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so this is where a lot of the um, orgies, not really or- oh. I feel like orgies is just like a nicer term. I feel like it's more like... Gangbang? Rapey gangbang. Oh, no. Rapey uh, She's so young. She's so young through all of this. Um, but yeah, so it started with like her grandfather and her brother. brother and then they would bring in their friends and everything uh so she was basically just passed around and shared amongst all of the men in this town and eileen was known and then publicly shunned by everyone but not in the special fort uh so then in 1970 eileen's 14 and she is pregnant 14 14 just like mother and ooh, oh no well what? married no no no. Mar- her mom was married at 14 oh not well, yeah 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 well i guess i mean whatever. just like very right. young uh 
Eileen finds herself pregnant, and who's the dad? Keith or granddad? Hmm? Keith or granddad? I think even better is? is a known pedophile in her community who is friends with her grandfather. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, so she gave birth to a bouncing baby boy in what? 1971 what? on March 23rd uh, in a home for unwed mothers. The child was immediately removed for adoption. Yes. She has no say in that. And Holy shit. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you lucked out, kid. You lucked out. Holy crap. Um, after that, after going through... All of that, months after her child was given up for adoption, Eileen drops out of school. And it's about around the same time as well that her grandmother dies. Mm. Um, which her grandmother, sadly, was maybe a buffer? I don't know. But shit with her grandfather gets very bad. Because then at 15, her grandfather just flat out kicks her out of the house. 15. Great. Which is just so repugnant to me. Because you've, you've literally serviced... Like you're friends with your granddaughter, you've sexually assaulted your granddaughter, and now she's of no. Now you're done. You don't. You don't want to put food. But like, not even like, not even thinking about like that whole fucking aspect right. of it. But like, looking back, if I like when I was 15 and I did not have a place oh. or a home, I don't like what the fuck. We would <laughs> maybe be doing this. Like I don't even know. I was not of any right mind at 15, all when I was 15. 15, she had nowhere to go. Nowhere she had to no go. House. No house. She couldn't crash with any of her so-called friends no because crashing. of her reputation in town. So, she lived in the fort in the woods. I mean, she's homeless at 15 and the only way she knows how to survive is prostitution. It's the only thing that she's been taught she can get and like exchange. That's it. I mean, it's the oldest profession, but God yeah, help but, her. Good uh, Lord. Honestly, Good I'm Lord. just... Good Lord. This, uh, this woman. 15, a fort in the woods. So during this, from 15 to 18, she's working as a prostitute, um, petty thieving. She's a minor, so she's getting away with stuff. Uh, she's, excuse me. <coughs> How dare you? How dare you cough on this podcast, <laughs> know, you filthy... <laughs> Uh, so she's been hitchhiking around. So 18th, 1974, May 27th, we find her in Colorado, and she's getting arrested for drunk driving, disorderly conduct, and firing a 22 caliber pistol from a moving vehicle. So right until that point, I was going to say, no big deal. And then, and then the pistol came up. And she's having a moment. I'm literally picturing just this fucking chick, like crazy driving just spewing bullets out of her yes. fucking car i just think she's living a video game and just her best life she's living moment. grand theft auto she, she's living grand theft auto she's having a wonderful head moment damn uh so she gets arrested for that she's released with a court date and of course she don't go to the court date she don't need no, <laughs> no court way date. uh to avoid homelessness in the winter in colorado from michigan to colorado which would be brutal um, she hitchhikes all the way to Florida. Wow. Uh, and she meets a 69-year-old oh, man this is named great already. Louis Great Fell. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the president of a yacht club. 
that's not the worst thing. She meets him in 1976, and he marries her. Greatfell. Yeah. Mr. Lewis Greatfell. Mr. <laughs> old ass Mr. Mr. Old fucking ass 69 year old. 20 year old. Like, got this. I mean, we've seen it before. Lord help me. I mean, have. I'm not uh, uh, good for her. I mean, well, oh, honeymoon period was short lived okay. after they married. Uh, our Eileen got back into her very violent, provocative lifestyle, drunken oh, lifestyle. No. Uh, ends up being arrested again for, like, disorderly conduct. And then, actually, he has to file a restraining <gasps> order against her oh. when she she has, she is noted to be a little, um, slightly, like, unhinged, many issues with jealousy and obsession and, like, you know, that clingy... Must be Tuesday. Con- must be Tuesday. <laughs> must be Tuesday. Fucking <laughs> drunk, obsessed, and jealous. Oh, Lord. that's not the... Uh, oh, so she goes into one of these rages and ends up <laughs> beating him with his own cane. I'm sorry. Beating oh. him with his own cane. Oh, I'm glad you repeated that. I just wanted... Beating him with his own cane. Oh. That she had to grab from him, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's a fucked up she's in, situation. She's having a moment. Um, she's, oh, that's... That's lovely. So marriage over. <laughs> Florida didn't work out. Marriage over. For all of its rumors of being warm, pretty cold reception with the arrests and the marriage failure and all did that. Did you plan that before you, no. like, on the subway it's coming not, over here? No, you were I like, you know not. what I'm going to say? I'm going to, like, you do have, some temperature jokes and You have and no puns. idea how hard my hamster on a wheel just ran in my brain to get that working. <laughs> that Cold reception, Florida heat. <laughs> Please leave. The uh, podcast is over. (laughs) Anyway. You're really proud of that moment, aren't you? (laughs) It's the summer. She returns to Michigan. Oh, my God, I can't. Uh, And in July 14th, 1976, she becomes drunk and disorderly again, and she throws a cue ball at a bartender. Damn. And she's again arrested. And as a bartender, don't appreciate it. I mean, a cue ball is just any of the... Billiard balls. Any of the billiard balls, right? No, they're terrible and very heavy. Decently heavy. I've played lots of pool with your dad, and I always... Terrified. Well, he's the best at it, first off. Don't ever... If you ever meet Chelsea's dad... Shark. Don't bet him any kind of money when it comes to pool. Don't even ask him to play pool. No, just don't. It'll just depress you. Most of my fond memories with her father is playing pool and just being like, well, I just have 18 (laughs) balls and he's got three. I really just knock the balls around to open up his shafts. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm making table. this easier for yeah. you. You're what? Well, yeah. Here's my five dollars for the fiftieth time, Dick. Dad. <laughs> um. Thankfully, we're uh, back into the story now. Thankfully, oh, sorry about that. In, yes. I don't care. And they don't care either. In no. July seventeenth of nineteen seventy six, her freaking worthless pervert brother. There it is. I don't have any opinions on this kid. To, uh, but again, like, I, uh, he didn't have, he had the same upbringing she did, so, like, he was never going to turn out normal, and if all of his parents are screwing kids, how would he know not to? Anyway. It's but you ba- can't bang your sister. I know. You just but can't I, do that. I can't have too this much isn't cruel vindictiveness towards him because he had the same parents and passing to the grandfather. And I get that. I mean, I understand that. But, like, all you can't bone was, your sister. This isn't yeah. fucking Ryan Felipe and fucking it, it, Sarah Michelle Geller. Which is a now, by the way. We which should totally we go see that. <laughs> okay, sidetrack, go. This is weirdly <laughs> just becoming us hanging out with the mic on. It's bizarre. Okay, well, I'm really sorry. We're going to focus. Oh, shit. So, July 17th, 1976, her 
brother dies of esophageal cancer. I hope it was painful, but oh, not. Man. Uh, but he did leave Eileen with ten thousand dollars of Thank life you, bro. insurance. Okay. Um, a hundred and five went to pay off a DUI fine. Very responsible. Look at her adulting. I know. Good for her. And she definitely rewarded herself because the rest was blown in two months on this and that luxury. Two and a months car. and a car. She bought herself a new car. You need a car. That's a good choice. It's a good purchase. That she shortly totaled after purchasing. So I feel like good intentions. Mm -hmm. So we've gone from cruel intentions to good intentions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is the best day Uh, of my life. And they didn't they didn't work out. No, yeah, Jesus. it's basically, I mean, this is like the longest paragraph in the world, uh, but between the years of 1981 and 1987, I'm just going to We're just going to breeze through those six years. Do it, do it, do it, do it. The amount of crime and arrests. Bullet point that shit. That she apparently just drove back to Florida to do. Excellent. Do it. We've got. One. Armed robbery. Two. Check forgery. Three. Theft of a gun and ammunition. Four. Car theft. Five. Resisting arrest. Six. Obstruction of justice. Seven. Etc. (laughs) (laughs) To be totally honest with you, I'm kind of glad you stopped counting because I was about to be like, are we on six? We're on six. <laughs> oh, that would have also been I would have been like, moment. six, nine. Mm, I'm on it. Nice. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what would any story be without love? Oh, man. Stop pulling out my heartstrings. During this period of just debauchery and crime, mm. just living life on the edge, trying to get a hot meal. Love on the edge. Using our body to get it. Eileen meets a lovely lady. There she is. Named Tyria Moore. What's her name? Tyria Moore. Tyria? Tyria Moore. What's just her first name? Tyria. Tyria? Moore. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like Tar. I'm sticking with it. And then her name was Rhea Moore. Because I feel like I heard it pronounced slightly differently in the documentaries, but it's written Tyria. No, that's great. No, I just wanted to, I didn't know if that was just the last name, if that was the first, I just, I wanted just to know. Okay, it's one name. No, it's one name or two? No, it's two names. It's two Tyria names. Okay, more. more. Got it. Uh, she was a hotel maid in Florida, and they met at a gay bar in Daytona. Great. Uh, they very quickly fell in love. Oh, that's and nice. very quickly were smitten, and they made money off of Eileen's prostitution and were able to afford an apartment to move in together. So what was, oh, she was a, so she's a hotel I was like, hold on, what's her contribution to this relationship? She's cleaning. She is, she's cleaning. I just wanted to make sure. Eileen needs to give something back. Oh, yes. And And it's her body. She has nothing else. (laughs) Good Lord. No one, not even Tyree is telling her, you could just come work with me. Even Tyree (laughs) is like. There's an open spot at the motel. Get out there. Make that money. There's a movie we want to (laughs) watch. Make that money. Um. However, they were apparently peas in a pod because both were detained on July 4th in 1987, holla at my birth year, uh, in Daytona Beach at a bar for questioning following an incident where they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. So I can kind of see where they hit it off. You know what I mean? Like I can kind of see. Just yikes. Uh, and honestly, up until the day until the day of her death, Eileen claimed to still love Tyria. She was That's the lovely. love of her life. Aww. Right? And she had, like, zero 
Aww. zero love. Yeah. Uh, so now we get to kind of the brass taxes. This was America's first serial killer. I'm ready. As a woman, as a woman. Okay, all right, Men, as a y'all woman. Y'all have just been slaughtering Ted for Bundy and centuries. shit. Um, I'm just going to start this right off with who the victims were. All right, we're starting with victims. I like where this is going. Victim number one. Number one. Is Richard Mallory. Mm. He's 51. Mm. He's the first murder okay. on November 30th, 1989. He's an electronic store owner, but he's also a convicted rapist. Okay. Uh, Eileen claims to have killed him in self-defense. On December 13th, his body is discovered several miles off the highway and shot several times. Mm -hmm. Uh, David Spears. Number two. Number two. uh, 43. Okay. His nude body was found along Florida State Road June 1st, 1990, and he had been shot six times. Okay. Now, I'm not really going to do, like, an order thing because no, a couple no, no, no. of these are, like, murdered and found, but they're, oh, like... Oh, yeah. So, it's a little... Go with the I could have done the research and timelined it, but, like, Mama's got other stuff to do. <laughs> We've got Charles... <laughs> We've got Charles Karskadin. He's 40. What's the last name again? Exactly. <laughs> murdered May 31st, 1990, but found June 6th in oh. Pasco County, and he shot nine times. Nine. Very, we're very angry Shit. at Charles. We then have Peter Seams. Okay. Uh, 65, a retired Ooh. merchant seaman, which I I like. That's you just, just wanted remi- to say I that. Just, that. You were just seaman. waiting to say that fucking phrase. But it, it just reminds me of like the olden days. Merchant seaman. Merchant seaman. Merchant vessel. Found it off the port of Will. Anyway, uh, a car was found. His car was found July 4th, 1990. We really have like a July 4th thing. It's a reoccurring Yeah, I was going to say, am I crazy or did that just happen again? Uh, July 4th, 1990 in Orange Spring. His body was never found, but Mm -hmm. Eileen and Tyria had been seen leaving his car (gasps) and Eileen's palm print was later identified on the inside door handle. So (gasps) that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Troy Burress. Nice. 50. Well done. He was reported missing July 31st, 1990. Uh, his body was found August 4th Oof. along State Road 19. Uh, he was shot twice. Okay. He was a sausage salesman. I'm sorry? A sausage A sausage salesman. salesman. I did not know that was quite the specific how do you thing. How do you go about selling sausages, you think? I guess you only sell sausages. Is it like Bible salesman? Like you ding dong and say, hello. hello. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Troy Barrett. This is not And I Book would of like Mormon. to sell this sausage. This is not. Please don't mind the mess. <laughs> That's really good. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh then we my have God. Charles Dick Humphreys back in it. 56. Oh. He was killed September 11th, 1990. Uh, he's He was a retired U.S. Air Force major, a former oh. chief of police, and a whoa, former whoa. state child abuse investigator. Whoa. He's like the one, don't. I mean, don't kill any of them. But, like, damn, he was kind of on your side for a lot of his life. <clears throat> his body wasn't found, though, until September 12th. Fully clothed, shot six times in the head and the torso. I feel like six and nine are, like, her, like, numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, six is her I go I also feel too. like if they're down on two... <laughs> Why waste the bullets? I don't know. Uh, last but not least, Walter Gino Antonio, 62, murdered November 19th, 1990. Partially nude body found near a remote logging road. Partially. Shot four times. Oh, damn. One, Five two, days six. later, his car was found. So, we how many we got there? We have one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven. Okay. We have Richard Mallory, uh-huh. David Spears, yep. Charles Karskadon. I love that name. Peter C. Love it. Seems, to say it all over Troy again. Troy Barres, Charles Dick Humphreys, and Walter Gino Antonio. All right. These are her seven victims. Mm. These are the seven men that condemn her to being America's first woman serial killer. These are the seven men that she killed within one year. She was a prostitute her entire life. Okay. All right. We have this one year, seven murders. Okay. Well, six murders, one. I mean, he's. It's not like Peter just ashamedly wandered off somewhere and was right, like, I can't right. return to my wife. Right. So, moving on from that, let's build up to the arrests. July 4th. Here we are. Independence Day. 1990. Eileen and Tyra were in an accident after leaving the scene in Peter Seams' car. Okay. And they abandoned it. This is when a lot of witnesses saw the women flee and were able to provide the police with descriptions and a few of them recognized Eileen from being in Florida for so long. Uh Um, That's when a media campaign began to try and locate them. Uh, Some of the victims' belongings were found in pawn shops by the police and tested for fingerprints. Uh, They matched the prints found in most of the victims' cars. Okay. Um, Here's my thing. Due to her, like, illustrious criminal career in Florida, her prints are on file. Correct. So does it take a full... Since the first one... Uh, Richard Mallory oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 1989 Interesting. to the final one in 1990 her prints would have been all over him in the car. No one. No one. No one put that into the system? That's just by that's just an observation. Uh, it So a Ooh, whole year of seven point. killings her fingerprints are all over the floor. She's been arrested the first countless yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. She should have been detected on the first one. And I feel like possibly she could, she was. There's a little, she gets a little psychotic towards the I end and has those conspiracy yeah, yeah, theories. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where I was saying, like, she's crazy, but I don't, some of her, what could be perceived as crazy, might, it isn't crazy. It's that, like, I don't know why that, whatever. Oh, okay. I'll move on. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I know January exactly 9th. 91, Eileen is arrested for an outstanding warrant. Uh, on the 10th, the next day, Tyria is also detained by police, uh, but she actually avoids legal persecution by bargaining, by telling the police she can get a full confession from Eileen. Now remember, she's been seen fleeing a, like a murder with Eileen. She's all over the news and the papers as well, okay. right along with Eileen. She gets an entire deal cut by saying, I can get Eileen to say she did everything. And that's what happens. The police put Tyria. She turns, she just fucking turns. Throws her under the table. What the fuck? So the police put Tyria up at a hotel. Um, they instruct her through contacting Eileen. And she begs Eileen to confess because she's saying that the police are coming after not only Tyria, but, like, Tyria's sister, (gasps) her family. And she says that she needs Eileen to confess because she can't go to jail and she can't have her family ripped apart over all of this. So on January 16th, Eileen confesses to everything, claiming that she killed them in self-defense when they tried to rape her. Okay. 
Right. So basically at this point, not a single person Eileen has ever put trust into has come through for her. That's... Every single person has looked at her and said, nah, you're trash. You can take the fall for this. This is, She's great. She's She was she was going to make it. This is really shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 14th, 92, Eileen went on trial for the first murder, uh, Richard Malloy. Mallory. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, persecution was allowed to actually use Eileen's entire criminal record in the state of Florida against her as damning evidence to her character. So this, they basically didn't just isolate the first murder. They said, yeah, she killed this guy, but did you also know, jury, that she has all these years et cetera, in Florida et cetera, et cetera. doing crimes? And I'm sure. That's entirely fair. Why not? Yeah, but um, also it brings back to the point of, like, you had all this evidence against her and you didn't use it with the first crime. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, it took them a I mean, year, she, right? You said 92, year. she went on trial and she killed M- Mallory in 1989. So, what's going on? What? Why? Uh, uh, all right. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Tyria is one of the final ones to testify against Eileen, uh, and she is formally convicted on January 27th. Uh, regardless of a psychiatrist, regardless of psychiatrist for the defense, they did a full mental screening on her. They declared her mentally unstable and diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. But regardless of all that, Eileen Warnos was sentenced to death over this crime. Uh, The defense... Just the first crime. Richard Mallory? Richard Mallory. Here's what frickin' peeves me is that the persecution was allowed to put through all of Eileen's past behavior, but when the defense wanted to put forth evidence against Mallory's character to prove that she did react in Uh self-defense because he was going to rape her. Um, He was sentenced to a maximum security prison for sex offenders in Maryland, which included, like, an eight-year treatment for sociopaths. And he had socio... No, it was an eight-year treatment for being a sex offender and a rapist. And he had psychological screenings where he had trends towards so uh he was a sociopath right huh i mashed those words up yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah that wasn't allowed in so that we can't say well he has a whole criminal history of being a rapist that's not allowed in for the fact that she said he tried to rape me so i killed him and that testimony she gave about the incident is devastating Mm. she claims he had a bottle of Visine um, that was filled with rubbing alcohol. He <gasps> beat her, um, tried to get her down. He, She claims he put the rubbing, squirted the rubbing alcohol into her anus, her <gasps> vagina, what? up her nose, and then said, "You're, I'm saving your eyes for last. What uh, the something fuck? about, like, you don't get to see what I'm about to do to you. Um, he, like, anally raped her. She's, like, crying on the stand and then she claims he like pushed her flat she was able to get her pistol from her bag and shoot him 
And oh it's a my god. It's a raw. I just shaking, got very tense in my body. I need to switch position. Tremulous, clearly traumatic rec- recounting, recant recounting of a horrible moment. Crit. This this fucker that whatever. Her first Anyway, so nothing, nothing is Rubbing nothing. Alcohol. Mm, nothing's allowed uh, uh, against uh, the victim. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. No. Moving on to March thirty first, ninety two, she pleads no contest. So basically, just pleads guilty to the murders of Humphreys, Barres, and Spears. She claims she wanted to get right with God um, by confessing, and in her court statement, she said, "I wanted to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me." As I've told you, but the, these others did not. They only began to start to. Okay. But on May 15th, 1992, Eileen was sentenced to three more death sentences. Oh, we're just going to pile them on. Yeah. So She's we're like a four. cat. That's the She's got nine, nine lives. Li- She's <laughs> got nine lives, baby. Let's do this. Uh, on June 92, Eileen pleaded guilty to the murder of Charles Karskadon. And in November was given her fifth death sentence. Now like in 93, cat. February, she was given her sixth and final death sentence after confessing to the murder um, and pleading guilty of such of Walter Antonio. She couldn't be charged for the murder of Peter Symes uh, or Seams. I feel like I've said it Whatever. four different ways because uh, his body was never found. Oh. Now during all of these trials, uh, um, her, of course, picture is being sent around in all of the papers. Uh-huh. It's a huge case for America at large because it's the first, she's being declared as the first female serial killer mm-hmm. by the police. She literally has poli- the police and a couple of some of her, like, what her quote-unquote friends from before, they're, like, breaking book deals at this point. Oh, that's fucked up. People are making money off of her case, which goes into her conspiracy of... Which I agree with her a little bit, not necessarily like an overall conspiracy, but it's a little shady. They had my fingerprints. They could have. They had everything. I'm not. She's like, I'm not a pro. I left my fingerprints over everything. I'm a sloppy killer. And no one fucking did anything. And no one. No one caught me or whatever. No one could put the fingerprints that I left in Richard Mallory's car to the fingerprints on file. And she claims that the police wanted her. Were hoping she would kill again to make a better case to broker these book deals that again oh right she goes on that tangent that's where it gets like a little we like Mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm. far out there Mm -hmm. for me i think but i I do agree it's it's still weird for me that gap between arresting her and having it i feel like that is weird i do think that is strange too also (laughs) this lovely woman named arlene Pralay um, notices Eileen in all of the news. And it's Aileen and Eileen? Arlene and Eileen. Eileen and Arlene. Oh, wow. Uh, so she reaches out and feels this indescribable pull towards Ms. Warnos and ends up adopting her when Warnos is 35 going through all of these trials. And there's actually... I, I would... I would be a super bizarre skeptic. I mean, clearly this Arlene character is a little... She's either a saint and just is reaching out to someone who needs it the most, or she's just batshit crazy. How does one go about adopting someone so old? Uh, I think it's just a 
a matter. I mean, I think you can adopt anyone at any age. It's just a matter of like inheritance stuff. I, I thought say. they were. You can just only adopt someone until they were eighteen. That's I. I have learned just as you have today <laughs> that you can. We have mutual adopt knowledge. Mutual knowledge. Um, Today's lesson: you can adopt adults. You can, uh, could you adopt me? Would you? Adult I mean, would adopt I? Me? Could you adopt me? <laughs> Someone oh, adopt each other. Someone, anybody, uh, So 35-year-old Warnos gets adopted by Arlene. And there's a super, super sweet moment where she's, um, they're in court. She's at where they sit before you get called up. And Arlene is behind her. And Lily, like, passes up tissues to her. And then they have this very, like, cute moment where she, like, turns around and says thank you. And then... The camera's on Eileen, Ms. Warnos. Sure. And Arlene says something that just lights up Eileen Warnos's face. And it's like, after I saw that, I was like, good for you, girl. Get some, like, taken care of. To yeah, the is she a saint or is she some next level something, something. or other? Some, I don't know. Damn. But I, I enjoy the love and um, benefit of the doubt she gave Eileen I, yes, Warnos. Yes, yes, let's because say, Because she yeah. didn't have many people on her side. So, I, you know what? For this purpose, I will call her a saint. She's I a think saint. that's very lovely. Saint. Rally, which again I don't know how to say her name. Just Saint Arlene. Arlene. Saint Arlene. <laughs> there it is. I like that. So at this point, six counts of death. She's on death row, and she spends about ten to twelve years on death row. Multiple Ooh, appeals. Sure. Multiple new evidence sent in by the defense, psychological screening saying like she was unfit to handle any of these situations she was in. Um, keep going back to the self defense, like how can you convict someone over self defense? So multiple appeals. After all this time within the prison system, um, she begins to recant her self-defense claim, and she actually stated she was robbing the men and didn't want to leave witnesses. Okay. Um, however, during the interview on the uh, documentary I keep talking about by Nick Broomfield, watch it, it's great, <clears throat> she, she's in jail, they're talking through the glass, she has this like moment and then the camera's off of both of them and you hear her say, she's having that, she's saying how she killed them in cold blood, she was robbing them, she didn't leave um, any witnesses. And then there's this moment where she looks, she, you can hear her say, are the cameras off? And any good filmmaker, he says, yes. yes. <laughs> of course, they haven't even been on this whole time. <laughs> so the camera's just looking at Nick and clear as day. She states that it actually was self-defense, but then she would rather die than be reduced to a life se- sentence in an abusive and corrupt prison system. Oh, So she's shit. saying, I would rather just say whatever I need to say to die as early as frickin' tomorrow than spend another night in this abusively corrupt, torturous system that I, it's either like I die or I live in it, and she's like, no, I'd much rather die. Oh, God. Um, she even begins to sabotage future appeals by any time one of her childhood friends would say any of those stories, uh-huh. she would look at the judge and say that they need to be polygraph, polygraphed because there's a lot of perjury happening. So oh. she wouldn't even let people come to her defense towards the end as her case was getting continually appe- she's repealed. She's over it. She can't. She, she's like, I can't she's handle the inside. Um, she, they gave her a... Um, a psycho, it's called a psychopathy checklist 
she got a 32 out of 40. It's just throwing this in because this is something the defense tried to put through to get her more into like an institution than jail or get her life. Uh, she got a 32 out of 40 where anything above a 25 to 30 is consistent with a diagnosis. Of Can we take being this a test? Psychopath. I'd like to take this test. I would absolutely I think we should not. take this test. <laughs> I'm going to take the test. What if I get a 40? I'm probably going to get a 39 Y'all out of 40. Lucky to be alive. I'm just saying, I'll probably get a 39 out of 40. I was playing with dead animals as a kid. I grew up in the country. That shit's written all over that. But that Okay, well, I didn't. So <laughs> That's not fair. You grew up on 74th in New York. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. Just kidding. There's many buildings. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, anyway, and she just decides to just steam plow ahead, and she actually dismisses all legal counsel and cancels all pending appeals in 2001. She's done. That's She's a, like, I'm done. Over. I don't want to deal with this. I'm good. She writes, I killed these men, robbed them cold as ice, and I'd do it again, too. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. I am so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. So her attorneys pleaded that based... Thank you. Thank you for my... Thank you for your dramatic reading. It's going to be all night. I have lots of quotes. I'm going to say thank you from all of us here at the (laughs) Fatal Females podcast. That was lovely. You're welcome. That was lovely. I'm very attached to this lady. Uh, her attorneys, after all of these psycho uh, evaluations, uh, yes, psycho about. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. I, I got you, girl. Failed. Always got psycho evaluations after this psychopathy checklist, psychopathy checklist. We don't know. Um, her attorneys yeah, pleaded she was not mentally competent enough to make such a request, uh, but worked out for the persecution. So the court appointed psychiatrists were like, nah, we're going to agree with Eileen. She's good. She's sane. Oh, what the fuck? Even the court appointed psychiatrists for the freaking defense said like, no, she's not. And again, her father had like, think of the lie, not even the nurtured side of her existence, but the genetic coding that had to have gone into her. Wow. From a, like, her fa- like her father had schizophrenia and was a pedophile. Like, what is that chemically gonna just pass along on top of the abuse and the rejection wow. and the rape and the life on the streets and crime? I don't even know how. Ca- how do you find her mentally competent, America? I'm very angry. Yikes. I'm gonna calm down. <laughs> uh, she starts to potentially unravel, uh, staying so long inside uh, prison, because uh, in 2002 she's. Because she keeps going on about how she's being tortured in prison. She can't be in the the prison system anymore. She's got to get out. She'd rather die. I just have kind of a list of what she specified um, that the what was so torturing about being in prison. Uh, She says there's tainted food with dirt, saliva, and urine. Ew. She overheard conversations claiming the guards wanted to quote push me over the brink by them. I'd wind up committing suicide. And wishing to rape me before execution. Jesus. Uh, there, she claims there were like unnecessary strip searches, uh, like super tight handcuffing. There was door kicking, window checks. Her mattress was mildewed, and quote catcalling in distaste and pure hatred of me. Jesus. So some of this, I mean, I feel like we all have an idea that the prison system is not 
100% where we're bursting pure. to go into. Sure. No, definitely um, not. And I do think they're, I mean, did you ever see that Stanford prison experiment where they took regular yes. citizens Yes, I think off I only saw like one episode, but that was it. That's just a movie. Oh. It's like an hour, Wait, 20 minute movie. Then I didn't see that. Oh, I want that. Oh, it's beautiful. They they put like a like a almost like a casting call up on Craigslist. Is it a documentary or is it a film? There is a doc. I think there's a, no. It's a film. Okay. But I want to say it was a real. It was a real experiment. You can Google it. Okay. I'm googling it. Guys, no, 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 not like you have to. I literally was just like, I'm doing Shit, it. Can you? I'm, I'm pretty, googling it. I'm pretty sure it was a real experiment. They they took um like college students or young adults off just whoever responded. They separated them over a weekend as guards and prisoners and said, you know, we're going to lock down the compound. You listen to everything the guards tell you to do. As prisoners, you sign a contract. You have to follow. And just these kid, like these young adults with fake power, this is an experiment, started to do like atrociously mind-bending shit of like forcing people not to sleep withholding food starvation this torture. is fucked up and just and i'm thinking if you have that real power as a guard if you have that real gun and you're looking at humans in cages how much is that going to alter your view of these aren't even humans these are animals that we get to pen up and they're bad they're bad for society so why do i have to treat them well the stanford prison experiment is a film from 2015 mm. two hours and two minutes oh it went by billy like crudup is in it not mad about that it went by like an hour and a half oh it's good yeah it's I'm all fast about it. moving. all right all about it uh so it, and there's, t- I mean, what, that might not be true at all. That might just be like a fabrication of experiment. But there's tons of experiments that say the second you give a human even like the most iota of like free will against their fellow man, like they will take it. They will do sh- like there's yeah. a lot of us that will just do shitty shit for the sake of shit. There is definitely and I'm a lot of, us. of it. Yeah. So how much of this is Eileen's rambly? kind of psychotic raving and how much of this is fueled and maybe triggering her psychosis from actual inhumane treatment yeah i feel like you know it's like you get one side of the story the other side of the story and the truth is somewhere in the middle somewhere in the middle it's gray Um, it's gray it's it's all gray it's all gray um weeks before her execution eileen claims in several interviews with nick broomfield that she is being taken away by god and jesus and the angels and whatever is beyond the beyond. She was very optimistic about that. What is death. the beyond the, abo- the beyond? I can't even beyond, say that. Beyond the beyond. The beyond. So you have the beyond, right? It's beyond. So it's like God and angels and stuff? And the beyond. Or whatever you think about, yeah. Literally, God and Jesus and the angels. Jesus, I forgot Jesus. And beyond. Don't ever forget and Jesus. And then the beyond yeah. the beyond. So so we have one beyond. It's like, like the over one... the rainbow, and then there's a rainbow in Oz, and then you go over that rainbow. We don't know where that is. So there's three beyonds then, is what you're saying. There's no. a beyond, and which a beyond. is, and then just another beyond. Just another there's beyond. two beyonds. Exactly. So there's God and Jesus and angels, and, and then after that, is there's the something beyond. else. Exactly. Gotcha. In her final interview, That's Oz. she restates... <laughs> She re-brings up the torture of the prisons and speaks about this sonic pressure that the staff purposely kept on in high from her cell intercom and the television, and they did this to affect her brain and force her to be crazy. Oh, Also, during this interview, she has a switch. 
So she's kind of like, she's talking, she's getting slightly revved up about everything she perceives that's happening to her in this prison. And then like a switch, she shouts, you sabotaged my ass. Society and the cops and the system. A raped woman got executed and was used for books and movies and shit. Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. That was even better than the first. <laughs> she wow. also declares, as she's being escorted out, that society will get what's coming to them and we will all be nuked in 2019. I'm sorry, what? What year? 2019. That's what I thought you said. This chilled me so hard when I heard it because of what's going on in the political climate right now. And I'm like, cool. So she's probably definitely batshit crazy, but so what maybe, if that gives her like a higher level? Maybe she's beyond the beyond she and she is, knows what's she up. Knows. She knows so what's I'm like, up. Trump, you lock those tweets up. You stop instigating North it's Korea. never gonna happen. Because Eileen Warnos. It's never gonna happen. Says we're gonna get nuked in 2019. And quite frankly, she's up for execution. She's near death. She's losing her fucking mind. She might she's as well spill the, the truth. She's beyond the beyond. I think she knows. She knows something. She knows. She fucking knows something. So we're all getting nuked, and my favorite moment of this is that she's walking backwards from the camera, and she flicks at the bird. There it is. As she's escorted back to her Peace cell. out, motherfuckers. Deuce. Damn. Eileen Warnos was executed October 9th, 2002, at 9.47 a.m. She declined her last meal, which had the budget of under $20. Fuck you, Florida. And asked for coffee instead. She's like, I just want to... She's like, you know what? Just some black coffee would be great. Her final words were, in perfect Wardo style, yes, I would just like to say, I'm sailing with The Rock, and I'll be back, like Independence Day, with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie, big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. So save the date. June okay, 6th, so wait. First off, first off... Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. then second of off, when she, when second of off is what I just said. <laughs> Secondly, is she talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I don't know. Or no, what's, or know. like Alcatraz? Or like, what are we exactly speaking about right now? I don't know. Yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock. Sailing with the rock. Sailing with I the rock. I literally pictured her on a yacht with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean, that's Is the, that weird? I saw his dazzling smile when I read dazzling that. Dazzling smile? I'm telling you. Stop she knows. She time. probably, she knows something. She does. And then June 6th. June 6th, like the movie, Big Mothership what and movie? All. What movie? Like Independence, Independence Day? Day? Oh, okay. So she's saying that she's coming back, baby. On so, that Big Mothership. So is she probably... saying June 6th, 2019? No, I'm just, I'm I'm personally gonna just maybe like be underground June 6th, 2019. So we're saying just June in 6th, case 2019. Those two dates That are happens? Okay, I just want to know what bunker I can come into on June 6th. 2019. Uh, shout out if you got a bunker. Who uh, get, we'd like yeah. to come? Two, please. No, four. I'll, four I'll get a membership to like Costco and just bring a shit ton of shit. Can I, I just want a giant vat of mayonnaise. Is that weird? I've never seen one. Okay. Oh, okay. oh my God. That's, that was very judgmental. Oh, I just threw All it of the things mouth. that you've ever said to me in our friendship, you Ooh. just 
publicly shamed me. Because I, I think we, you were just moving holding, on. You're holding your hands. I just like imagine you sinking into it, and you were just like a bath. Like, ah, oh, actually, that doesn't sound that bad. Oh, okay. Sinking into the mayonnaise. Don't talk to me as anymore. Bad as just eating it with a spoon. Don't talk to me anymore. I mean, spread that shit over everything. We're I'm breaking not anti- up. <laughs> uh, Warnos was the tenth woman in the U.S. and the second in Florida to be executed since the Supreme Court restored capital punishment in 1976. Now let's talk about capital punishment for a second before oh, I have my closing okay. um, quote. Okay. It's not a deterrent. Okay. Those of you that believe in the death penalty, I'm attacking you. Okay. Do your research. It's not a deterrent. It costs less to keep somebody in jail for life in prison than it does to keep somebody on death row because they can spend up to the same amount of time in prison that a life sentence does. However, they use our tax dollars to continually repeal and our tax dollars are already going into the system. We don't need to continually repeal and repeal and repeal because unlike our Eileen, not everybody is okay with dying. Some people like their three square. They get TVs. They get cable. They I don't even, cable. I had to cancel my cable because that shit was expensive. No, oh my God. We don't have cable. No mo. Go to the prison system. Good Lord. Yeah, I don't, yeah. States I don't know. who do not have an eradicated the death penalty have a lower statistical murder count per year than states that do have the death penalty. It's stupid. If you're not just going to walk somebody out and shoot them, get away with it because yeah. people are spending life sentences on death row. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> I would like to honor Eileen. With a final comment that the filmmaker Nick Broomfield made after her death. Oh, wow. And he very much surmises, and I very much agree and feel what he feels. So this is why I'd like to share. And it's a little bit of a long one, so I apologize. No, I'm all about it. Nick says, I think this anger developed inside her. And she was working as a prostitute. I think she had a lot of awful encounters on the roads. And I think this anger just spilled out from inside her and finally exploded into incredible violence. That, that was her way of surviving. I think Eileen really believed she had killed in self-defense. I think someone who's deeply psychotic can't really tell the difference between something that is life-threatening and something that is a minor disagreement. That you could say something she didn't agree with, she would get into a screaming black temper about it. And I think that's what caused these things to happen. And at the same time, when she wasn't in those extreme moods, there was this incredible humanity about her. And that's the humanity that I opened with when she came through the door to every interview they did. Yeah. She blossomed from the inside out when she's, there was just this bizarre force. You like, I wanted to hear everything she had to say and like even her crazy shit like kind of made sense and with some of the things she was saying and I I'm angry she's considered the first woman serial killer because I think her circumstance was completely ignored sure. and it's not fair but what are you gonna do I have no power over this Eileen I apologize I think you had a horrible life even Nick asked her, do you have any happy memories? Yeah. And her response was, I, I don't have time. 
You don't have time? She was like, I don't have time. She's like, I'm... And that's when she started getting, like, very agitated. And her final interview was like, I don't have time to think about that shit. <gasps> I've... Like, she's, she's just a sad. very sad, sad and tortured. And she was never taught... I feel like any kindness that she has shown, and she shows it endlessly throughout the interviews, her love to Tyria, any kindness that comes from her is so innate because where, who did she learn it from? Where did it come from? Like, Jesus she's... Christ. Sad. That's yeah. sad. That's really so sad. I mean, us, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Chelsea, I've learned many things. So many. Wow. It was very well done. Thanks. Wow, that was very sad, but I think that was, it's good to know really kind of the whole situation rather than being like, oh, she was the first female series. Was she? Ah, well, was she given? Um, wait, I was going to say I needed to remind you about her mom. And oh! The thing. Oh, wow. Okay. We're going to end the episode on this note. Super <laughs> forgot this. So there's this moment in this documentary uh it's called it's by nick broomfield life and death or the life and yeah the life and death of a serial killer i believe i'm absolutely yeah yeah going to take this moment she's googling she's googling everybody she's okay so there is eileen warnos the selling of a serial killer which is the first documentary and then there's a, his second documentary after her death, which is Eileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer. That is the one I watched first. It is phenomenal. It literally, you don't even have to watch the first one. It catches you all up with that nice. stuff. So in this documentary, they put her now like whatever, just old ass freaking mother, Diane on, but right before her execution. And they're just... Nick's trying to get anything out of Diane. It just, it kind of feels like to me he's trying to get any sort of admission mm-hmm. to drop in the ball a bit mm-hmm. as a mother. Nothing. Oh. So she complains about how difficult of a birth it was. She just sort of breezes. She just, when he mentions like, well, you, you kind of like, you abandoned your kids or whatever, she's just kind of like, oh, right. You're ta- you mean the divorce? She's clearly just, she doesn't want to hear anything bad against her and I oh my god I'm I literally just got such a surge of emotional anger that it almost blipped out what a, what she said that pissed me off you got this hold on bear with me America she was talking about shit I don't know I literally ended up just yelling at her that she was a fucking bitch <laughs> because there she she puts it all on Eileen. She takes no self-responsibility for being a shitty mom. And regardless if she was a survivor, if that's what, a victim of child abuse. I don't know why, like, cool, she survived it, obviously. She was a victim of something horrible. You don't pass that on. And you don't take it out on the, your, the next generation mm-hmm. because it happened to you. And she dropped the ball and she even asks... When is she being executed? Nick says, soon. And her fucking mother says, good. <gasps> and it, like, again, I'm, I'm angry I didn't write down exactly what fueled me because I don't think to write something down when I'm yelling at my TV. Uh, but her, the final interview with the mother, just, I, I have nothing. I have nothing, I have nothing to say for that woman, regardless of how her That's life 
happened. She just treated Eileen like, get even, get just the association of me and my daughter out of this world. She, she was fine. I'm, that's it. Anyway. Gross. That's the mom. Very angry at her Well, maybe I should not have mentioned that at the end of the episode. Like, if you have parents, whether they're together or divorced or guardians that treated you well and you're an amazing human and you treat people with kindness, maybe throw them a shout out. Thank them for your Thanks lovely for love. upbringing and just love, just human decency. Just love it's each not other. Freaking hard. Just guys. be kind. Just say shut nice up, words. Lock it up. Stop getting offended. And just be nice. Just be kind. That's really and it. Rewind. Thank you, Blockbuster. <laughs> Shout out 1990s hashtag. I guess we could just let y'all go at this point. I'm sorry. I just want to say one thing because okay. we're talking about Blockbuster. Oh, that yeah, made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. That meme, that meme where it, like is a photo of Blockbuster, and it's like there was no other place as lit as Blockbuster on a Friday night. Oh my night. god, there wasn't. <laughs> it makes you have candies, five dollars, five movies. I don't know. Days. What are you gonna do? Like I found my Blockbuster card not too long ago. That laminated glory yes. thing, and I. Did you tear? Did you have a moment? I mean, I had a little bit of a moment. Oh, Blockbuster. We. Hit Blockbuster We up. hit that up. I mean. There was one, like, four blocks away from my parents' house, yeah. and we would walk there no matter remember what. Remember the weekends at 61st Street, and we would just get, like, Stop nine it. movies and just put yes. them on and play Uno right. and do other things. That's right. And live. And live our life. Live our best <laughs> life. Well, speaking of our best life, We're thank you so much. We're about to go live it. We're going to go live it. Um, and you should, too, America and the world beyond the beyond. Um Please follow us. Work to live, don't live to work. Oh, all right. (laughs) So anyway, please follow us on our Instagram, which is uh, Fatal Females Podcast. You can also um, email us too um, at fatalfemales at gmail.com. And you can uh, kind of do a little request situation. Mm-hmm. That would be really fun. You can stalk us personally. You can stalk it. us We're personally. On media. Exactly, exactly. We love reviews. We love reviews, Lala1515. Yes. Um, but no, seriously, if you have a lady that you're interested in knowing more about, um, we've kind of like cultivated a list, but mm-hmm. um, please, we We're would love jumble it up. We would love some suggestions because the more the merrier, of or course. Or to any of us that like know us and y'all are like dying to tell something, like guests yes. are not yes. like a thing. Oh my God, we can all about it. We can this all night. We're good. We've got energy. Wow. So on that note, thank you so much for Thanks, listening. Guys. <laughs> and we will, um, we will see you very soon. Have a wonderful Bye. evening. Bye.